Pretty more believing God that we are that there's to have a prophetic culture here at River Church, to have an atmosphere of the prophetic, because we talked about all the reasons and things that the prophetic does, but uh, it's impossible to have revival without the prophetic because we have to be able to hear from God in order to help people get healed, to help people get delivered, to know what God's saying, to know the next steps, to know how to pray. Hallelujah. So it's imperative that we know these things, and so we're studying so that we'll know more. Not that we didn't already try to hear from God, but we're learning uh, how God speaks and, and uh, want to be able to hear Him more clearly. Hallelujah. Um, we talked last week about not worrying about uh, mistakes too much. That uh, that perfection, I say this all the time, perfection's highly overrated. If you are an extreme perfectionist, you need to bring that down. You just need to bring it on down a little. Hallelujah. Because you're going to make yourself miserable. Hallelujah. And you're going to make everybody else around you miserable if you're extremely uh, uh, uh perfectionism. I'm not talking to anybody here or anything, but I have a, a cousin and she said her husband just like drove her crazy that she would take her shoes off and be fixing to put them back on and he'd go put them in the closet. And she was like, hallelujah. So he was just one of those, you know, always. I, I'm like, I'm thinking, I don't see what your complaint. My cousin's name's Jetty. I know y'all probably never. But I said, Jetty, I'm just not seeing what you're complaining about. A husband that picks up, you know. <laughs> I, I, I told Pastor the other night, nothing, there is nothing. And I used, and, and I embarrassed Anita saying this, but y'all won't be embarrassed. But I said, Pastor, there is nothing sexier. I didn't call him Pastor. I said, Michael, there's nothing sexier than a man with a mop, a broom, and a vacuum cleaner in their hand. Hallelujah. Praise God. That is it. That is it. Hallelujah. And he had been uh, mopping, and so it was hallelujah. And maybe that's only for 60-year-olds, but hallelujah. Put a, put a mop in your hand, and that is, well, that's some Hallelujah. Huh? And, uh, yeah. That boyfriend of yours, huh? you know. Oh, I started to say, hallelujah. Make sure, make sure. Um, thank you, Lord. Uh, okay, so, um, oh, and mis the mistakes that we make or the errors that we make will be very small, very small in comparison to the fruit that is born in the prophetic ministry. Amen. And everybody makes mistakes. There is Brother Copeland makes mistakes. There's nobody that doesn't make mistakes. There's only been one person, say Jesus. <laughs> There's only been one person that never made a mistake, that got it right every time, all the time. Hallelujah. And remember, I'm reminded from our testimonies about Hebrews 11:6. Without taking risk, it is impossible to please God. It says without faith. And we must, if we're really in faith, faith is not there where we can see it and know it. We have to take risk in, uh, in order to please God. So we're talking about how God speaks tonight and the voice of God. And uh, in John 1, 1, we know that Jesus is called the Word of God. Hallelujah. And uh, we, you, you, we can turn there and we can read it. I know you know it. John 1, 1. Hallelujah. How many of you are reading through Mark with us? 
Praise God. We're reading together because we want to, it's, it's working a work of unity. It's not about, because you may be reading five other chapters, but read with the church. Let's get into unity and flow together in this. And if you miss a day, don't try to catch up unless you can. If you can, you won't. If you want to and you can, you can. But don't get behind and quit. You know, hallelujah. Because if you're, I don't know where we're at today. Mark what, 15, 14, something. Mark 14. 15. Okay. Mark 15. If you missed all the rest of Mark, well, it'll be there. It's not going anywhere. It'll be there next year. So just start Mark 16 tomorrow. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Hallelujah. And it uh, goes on. And we uh, know that's talking about Jesus. Jesus is called the Word of God. And what this verse reveals to us, one thing it reveals to us is that uh, God's a communicator. He's always been a communicator. Adam heard God's voice in the garden. And communication is fundamental to God's nature. And we know that communication is fundamental to every believer's nature. It is fundamental in every believer that they hear God's voice. John 10, 27. He said, my sheep hear my voice. So it's fundamental when we're born again that we will hear God's voice. And Jeremiah uh, 33, 3. Hallelujah. We could look up a bunch of scriptures. I'm not going to give you every scripture, but I just want to... Uh, show you that it that it's just it's it's the basics that God's a communicator he wants to talk to his people he started that with Adam he's continued it all through the Old Testament and the new and he said in the new that we hear his voice and so I'm a believer I know you are a believer and we hear the voice of the Lord Jeremiah 33 3 says call unto me and I will answer hallelujah he didn't say well you probably won't hear me no, he said, I will answer. So it's up to us to find out how he's speaking so we hear his answer. Because we do a lot of asking, but, some, but most Christians get very few answers because they don't really know how God speaks. And they're expecting to hear him in a way he doesn't speak. You know how most believers are expecting to hear is with the mind. And God does not speak to our minds. He speaks to our spirits. Hallelujah. And it does it finally translate into our mind. So we'll talk about that a little bit tonight. Uh, God communicates in strange ways. Hallelujah. Y'all didn't know that, maybe. Maybe you thought he communicated like human beings communicate. But uh, hallelujah, even as humans, in the natural, we don't just communicate with words. We have many, many ways of communicating. So many ways that we communicate. We communicate with gestures. We communicate with, uh, we can bring an atmosphere into a room when we come. And uh, that will communicate something to everybody there. I could walk in and you could go, Miss Debbie's mad. I'm sure you've seen that happen. <laughs> Don't nod. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Or you might say, well, you know, she's upset about something. And some of us, myself being one, we wear that out on the outside but even those people that think they're not showing it because they're they've got this you know it's felt sometimes even when you know I know we I used to have a, a friend and I I she was 
she was one that could she could contain it she could hold it she could contain it she could smile and uh, she was very professional at that she had actually trained herself in that because of her job and so anyway <clears throat> Uh, where are we at now? God communicates in strange ways. Numbers, chap Numbers chapter 12, verse 6. Is anybody in Numbers? I finally got there. And he said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him I will speak mouth to mouth, even apparently and not in dark speeches and the similitude of the lord shall be he behold wherefore then were ye not afraid to speak against my servant moses why weren't you why weren't you afraid to speak against my servant moses because he 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 was face to face mouth to mouth with god hallelujah job 33 let's go to job so sometimes God speaks in strange ways. And, I, and right there we saw that he does speak in uh, uh, visions and dreams. And in dark, uh, dark sayings. Uh, Job is right before Psalm. Hallelujah. I'll find it in a minute. Job 33. Don't forget to let, remind me to make announcements. We kind of got caught up in the spirit there. Had a good, good anointing. And I didn't think to make announcements, but don't let us leave till I do. Because I got something important to tell you. Job 33, verse 14. For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in slumberings upon the bed, and he openeth the ears of men, and sealeth their instruction. Hallelujah. And then in verse 17, that he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide pride uh, from man. Hallelujah. So in a uh, dream, in a vision, uh, upon the, in deep sleep, go, going on and on. Psalm 78, 2. Hallelujah. God speaks in some unusual ways. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old. Dark sayings. That word uh, uh, dark sayings means um, riddles and puzzles. If you look that up in the Hebrew, it's riddles and puzzles. That he speaks in riddles and puzzles, which that's interesting. Um, it's up to us. The reason God speaks in riddles and puzzles, he did that in the New Testament. He spoke in parables, Jesus did. Remember that? He spoke in parables or riddles or puzzles. And uh, it wasn't just clear what he meant. And there's a couple of reasons, I believe, why he did does that. And one of them is Jeremiah 29, 13. Why would God speak that way? Why would he not just, uh, hallelujah. That's right. Pastor already guessed it. Jeremiah 29:13. And ye shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. The Lord God wants us to seek him. Amen. 
So that's one of the reasons that he speaks in parables or riddles or puzzles. There are different levels of prophetic revelation. We're going to talk about that some now for a minute. There are lower levels. Hallelujah. There's the mental or spiritual impressions. Impressions that come to us. Have you ever heard somebody say, I was just impressed? I, I felt impressed. I felt impressed to go look in my front yard. I felt impressed to do this. Uh, so those are lower level revelations from God. Perception. Do you ever hear anybody say, I perceive. I perceived something. Gentle internal visions. Just little slight visions. And the still small voice that we hear in our spirits. These are lower level. Hallelujah. <clears throat> and these would fall under the category of Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And these, are, uh, ver these are valid types of revelation. These are valid types of revelation, but they're the lower level. Okay, we'll talk about it a little more. The higher level revelations are um, the most simple, actually. Almost, uh, no, higher levels of revelation are, forget that about the most simple. I, I got off the line. Higher levels of revelation are open visions, angelic visitations, visitations of the Lord, vivid dreams, trances, and being caught up in the Spirit, and prophetic experiences. And uh, if we'll go over to, uh, I'm going to go over to Hebrews just for a second. Hebrews 5.14. And so why are open visions, angelic visitations, visitations of the Lord, vivid dreams, trances, and being caught up in the Spirit, and prophetic experiences, why are those higher than impressions, the still small voice, and so forth. And it's found in Romans 5, 14. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. You know, on these lower level, the, the, the mental impression, the still small voice, it is, it is harder because those are all inward. Those are inward things. Very hard for the enemy to get involved in that. And for these higher level revelations, the open vision, the angelic visitations, the enemy, sometimes the devil, tries to imitate those things. You know, he transforms himself into an angel of light. So there's been angels appear to people that were not they were demonic. They were not, but they looked. But it's the, the people that are of mature age, full age in Jesus Christ and have gone on. They've trained themselves in these lower levels. They've trained themselves by reason of use. They have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil because it's easy to be misled on higher level impressions, higher level revelations, that's why God calls them, they, cause that's why they're higher. That's why we have to mature. We have to go on with God. We have to learn to discern. And we learn these things to discern between uh, good and evil. We learn them by practicing. 
Hallelujah. We practice. We practice hearing. We practice uh uh, listening to our spirit we pra- you know you had to listen to your spirit to see what God was saying to those people and we do take a risk but it's hard to miss God on those it's it's a lot harder and it's a lot less uh, life-changing if you do miss God for for so those are lower levels and we have to learn that and we we have to stay in the word of God when we are students of the word of God and we know the word of God and we have a working knowledge of the word of God it's harder for us to be deceived by things hallelujah and our senses are trained our senses are trained you know when we when somebody you know I remember when I started out I would go and pray with my grandmother and they were like, man, there is a strong anointing here. And I was like, I don't feel anything. What is, you know, and I'm like, I'm trying to feel. What are they sensing? What are they sensing? And so I started practicing and, and, and you know, seeing and seeing what I sensed. And, and they would share what they sensed. And we're, you know, and so we, I practiced with my senses. And when you begin to learn the good, then you you start to recognize if something walks in the room and it's not right, I'm like, that ain't right. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it's dressed like. That ain't right. That's off. That's something's not right with that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, uh, of course, there's sometimes that, you know, you, everybody's been in a church meeting where somebody got over in the flesh prophetically, but the flesh is not the devil. You know what I'm saying? We miss it in the flesh. That's not the devil. Like, you know, you remember there's always the story. We always laugh about this. And uh, we tell this gets told so much. But about the lady, she stood up to give a word in church. And she said, you know, uh, as it was in the days of Abraham when he went into the ark. And then she gave this whole long prophecy. And then she sat down. And then in a minute, she stood up and said, no, first she said, thus saith the Lord, as it was in the days of Abraham when he went into the ark. Then she sat down. Then in a minute, she stood back up and said, correction, thus saith the Lord. (laughs) As it was in the days of Noah when he went into the ark. And so that's just flesh. That's not devil. That's flesh. She missed it in her flesh. Now, whether the whole prophecy was, uh, somebody recently told me that, uh, uh, Brother Copeland, that some lady stood up in the meeting, gave a word at a Brother Copeland meeting, and he said, now, the first part of that was God, and the last part was flesh. <laughs> so if you're going to stand up at a Brother Copeland meeting, put your tough skin on. Because <laughs> he is gentle. The Bible says, let the prophets judge, and he is going to judge it. And he's not going to let 10,000 people at his believer's voice of victory thing, you know, walk out thinking, hallelujah, something was God that wasn't. Hallelujah. So uh, that's, I just heard that, you know, praise God. So um, we need to practice so that we can discern, so that we know, because then we can, God will begin to trust us with more. He'll begin to trust us with visitations. He'll begin to trust us with uh, uh, more, uh, more specific things, more uh, with angelic visitations, with trances. Hallelujah. We'll, we'll talk about what all these are in a minute. The uh, prophetic impressions. Um, prophetic impressions, and we talked about this a little bit a while ago, one of those lower level ones, the impression, is the most simple 
uh, of all the prophetic revelations, and almost every Christian is hearing God speak through impressions. They're being impressed with things. Hallelujah. Praise God. I, I want to say something. I want to go back to Romans 8, 14. Because the Lord, you know, I think he wants me to say this. Romans 8, 14, as many as are uh, led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. I, I was taught, maybe you were taught, that it's as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the mature sons of God. And that's not right. That is not in the Greek. This is not talking, actually, this is talking about the immature that were led by the Spirit of God. Because this led by the Spirit of God, if you look it up in Strong's Concordance in the Greek, what it's saying is, is it actually says, it says, this this uh, led by the spirit led is uh, is a reflexive. It's it's um, it's we are. It's like you don't even know it's happening. This is even baby Christians begin to be led this way. We're led by the spirit. I don't know why I looked in my purse. That's it was it was like she didn't even hear a voice. She didn't but something told her something but she didn't it was reflexive. It's like you know it reflexive is like your eyes blinking. You don't you don't sit there and think. Now eyes blink. It's just your brain just knows to do it. Well, your spirit just knows the Holy Spirit within you just knows to guide us and to lead us. And, and so we're constantly being led by the Spirit because we're the sons of God. And it's not even tangible to us. We just are led. Every Christian. Every Christian. So this is not the mature sons of God that have exercised. But, and strong meat belongs to them because... They are a full age. They've matured in the Word. They've matured in the things of the Holy Ghost. And they have exercised their senses. And now they know how to discern between good and evil. And now they hear God on another level. And we sometimes are amazed at some of the dreams they have and some of the prophetic words they have. And we're amazed at things they see and uh, encounters they have. And Jesus walked into my room and, and we're like, wow, you know, that's really, you know. And not to say that he's never walked into the room. He actually walks into the room of Muslims over and, and they're getting born again because they saw an appearance of Jesus. So I'm not saying he never you never have a visitation, hallelujah. But when he walks into the room of a Muslim, he's like he did when on Saul on the road to Damascus. He said, uh, Saul, Saul, why are you, uh, what did he say, kicking against the pricks or something? Uh, why are you doing that? Why persecutest thou me? Yeah, and you know, he, so he's telling them to get saved. But he's not going into their rooms and giving any big revelations about, you know, the end times or something like that. Do y'all see what I'm saying? Okay, so we're getting there. <laughs> Hallelujah. So prophetic uh, impressions and uh, uh, just being guided by the Spirit and not even really knowing it. You know what I'm saying? And yet it was God. And yet it was Him. And we didn't even know we were having an impression. And sometimes later we go, did you ever go, how did I even know to do that? 
I have done that looking back at my life. How did we even know? Because we were, we didn't know anything, but we were Christians. So how did we even know? Well, guided, you know, by that reflexive, reflexive. That's actually the word it used, reflexive. How it's, it's just a reflex of the spirit. It's a reflex of, it's in God. Praise God. Hallelujah. This uh, prophetic impression, having an impression from God. And that's, you know that. When you have an impression, you say, I feel impressed. I feel impressed to invite so-and-so over to lunch tonight, today. Or I feel impressed to do that. This is the most needful. We need to all be having impressions. And these are God-given, and we do not dismiss them. It's, this is what's important that we grasp in this teaching, that we quit dismissing these as uh, just me or stray thoughts or isn't that just a coincidence or boy that was good luck that I was over there hallelujah we don't have good luck we have we're led by the spirit where we have impressions from the Lord so these are very important we should all be acknowledging these hallelujah and the more we recognize them as this God's impressing me I'm impressed the more we'll be quick to you know react Um, so let's ask God to help us recognize the impressions we're receiving. And the more we recognize impressions, we will find that revelation just begins to flow. It just comes, you know, out of your belly will flow rivers of revelation, rivers of living water. And you'll begin to just like, man, there's the revelations just flowing in prayer. Last night, uh, Monday night, we were just like, boy, revelation was just flowing. Hallelujah. But it's, we're training ourselves to recognize, because God didn't speak audibly, and he didn't speak. I didn't hear him say any, but just this impression to hallelujah. So we ask you now, Lord, just ask him, Father, we ask you, Father God, to help us recognize the impressions that we are receiving in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It is impossible to overestimate the value of a single prophetic revelation. It can be life-changing, life-altering. It can save your life. Hallelujah. We've all been saved by impressions. Pulled over into a lane, you know. Didn't go to work as early, you know. Uh, just uh, felt like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Many, many people at 9-11. Uh, on September 11th, two, they... Uh, they had impression not to go here, not to be late, to call in sick, <laughs> you know, to uh, go take a vacation day, whatever. Lots of people, lots of people missed out. And so many, lots fewer people were killed because people followed that impression. Hallelujah. Uh, that, is, that is a marvelous thing. Um, <clears throat> God wants to encourage and build up and comfort the people surrounding us so he wants this is not just for us we're not being selfish here we're not trying to get puffed up and say oh man you know i hear from god all the time we want to hear so we can help we want to hear so we can be a blessing to this world hallelujah acts 4 14 9 let's just look up a couple of scriptures about it then we're not we had good move of god tonight so we're not going to get too far but we got hey we got all the time in the world until Jesus comes back. 
Because what are we going to do if we finish this? We're just going to study something else. <laughs> it's not like if we finish it, we get to go to study hall or something. <laughs> or go to recess. Hallelujah. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving he had faith to be healed. He perceived. He had an impression. He perceived. Paul said, I perceive that man has faith to be healed. He didn't hear God say. He just perceived it. Hallelujah. Acts 27.10. I love studying stuff like this. It stirs me up to hear. Acts 27.10. And, and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive... This is Paul again. I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, and not only of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. He perceived it. It wasn't like Jesus spoke to him and said, Paul, you know, this ship's going down, and you're going to lose this. Everybody on here is going to die. He just perceived it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So impressions are perceiving our entry-level revelations. But they are super significant. And God will always speak to us this way, even as we learn and graduate to other levels. So we're not going to stop, are we? Amen. Let me give one more. It's short. This is also an impression. But that the perceiving we've been talking about is in our spirit, the first one. Now we're going to talk about perceiving in our body. And we've talked about a little bit about this before when we started word of, studied Word of Knowledge, but this is an impression in our body. It's a feeling, an unusual sensation in our body while ministering to someone, and it's one of the primary ways to receive a Word of Knowledge. How many of you have gotten a Word of Knowledge by for, before by feeling something in your body? One, two, three, four. Okay, four. That's not one of the main ways that I operate, you know, and Randy Clark said that he used to like be nearly 100% get his word of knowledge from what he felt in this body. But as he got older, his body was feeling things <laughs> already and he had to say, okay, God, I got to figure out a new way to hear you because <laughs> hallelujah, everything already hurts. Is the <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> hallelujah. So, but we do need to be sure that, uh, you know, we're not picking up our own body. So one person said, you, you, before you get out of the car, you do a body check and say, okay, what's hurting here? And, and so when you get in church and you're getting a word of knowledge, you'll know, no, my neck was already hurting in the car. So <laughs> hallelujah, Luke, Luke 8, 45. It's fun to be a Christian. It is fun. It is fun, and if we're under the burden and the heaviness of it all, then we've not believed the truth. We're believing, we're not, we believe the lie of the enemy, because there's always hope. There's always a way to win. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God's on our side. God's not mad at us. I can just, hallelujah. So, uh, it's good. All's good. All is well. The Shunammite woman said, all is well. Hallelujah. All is well, Lisa. Amen. And whoever else needs to hear that, all is well. Luke eight forty five, And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied Peter 
And they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. He felt it in his body. That's how he knew it. He felt power go out, virtue go out of his body. So, uh, hallelujah. So this is a uh, uh, perceiving it in your body. Perceive, actually, the word perceive, I perceive it. He said, I, he, when he said there, I perceive, that virtue has gone out of me. That word perceive there means to know by feeling. To know by feeling. Hallelujah. So we can know by feeling. Hallelujah. Well, next uh, week we'll pick up where we left off. Amen. Amen. Uh, let me make a, some announcements.